Welcome to Alabama Short Stories, when you're a little behind on your Alabama history. I'm your host, Sean Wright. Have you ever heard the phrase, stars fell on Alabama? Of course you have. If you grew up in Alabama, you can't avoid it. You probably can't remember the first time you heard it, but it has always been around. Maybe you first heard about it when you watched the movie, Stars Fell on Alabama, which opened in theaters, or video on demand, in 2021. Now this rom-com starred James Maslow and Sierra Hanna. It's about a Hollywood agent who returns to his hometown of Willow Springs, Alabama for a high school reunion. He brings a friend to pretend to be his girlfriend, and you know, I'm sure you can figure out where the plot goes from here. Maybe you first saw the phrase when it was used as a slogan on Alabama license plates, replacing Heart of Dixie as the primary slogan, which had been used for years. On September 4, 1951, Alabama lawmakers passed legislation requiring that a heart in the phrase Heart of Dixie be included on all Alabama license plates. Bill Spoor, Birmingham advertising man, proposed the slogan. The idea was that people around the country would see the slogan, want to vacation, and spend their money in Alabama. And if they didn't know where the state was, the tag told them it was in the heart of Dixie. Here's a side note. The word Dixie comes from $10 notes issued as currency in Louisiana before the Civil War. Each note bore the word Dix, French for the number 10. Now, over the decades, with the word Dixie falling out of favor and the legislature making it impossible to remove, the slogan became smaller and smaller. In January 2002, the phrase Stars Fell in Alabama was added to the tag, making the Heart of Dixie Logan smaller and pushed to the corner. Stars Fell in Alabama stayed on the plates until 2009. Maybe you first heard about stars falling on Silicaga in 1954. Actually, it was just one meteorite. It came through the roof of the Hodges home and landed on Ann Hodges as she napped on the sofa. We talked about her during Season 1 of the Alabama Short Stories podcast. The first mention of the phrase stars fell in Alabama was in a book of the same name, published in 1934 by Carl Carmer. Carmer had taught English at the University of Alabama in the 1920s and wrote a book of essays, stories he had collected from his travels around the state. Oral histories are passed down in families such as the night when stars rain down on Alabama. In a way, it's remarkable that Carmer stayed long enough to write the book, much less travel to all corners of the state to research the folklore that Alabama presented him. After arriving in Tuscaloosa, Carmer, a New York native, was warned by a new colleague, If I knew you well enough to advise you, I'd say, for God's sake, get out of here before it's too late. More than likely, you know Stars Fell in Alabama by the song of the same name. The first one was written in 1934, not long after Carmer's book was published. It is a jazz standard composed by Frank Perkins with lyrics by Mitchell Parrish and more than likely took the name from Carmer's book, much to his chagrin. One of the earliest popular recordings of Stars Fell in Alabama was recorded on August 27, 1934 by the Guy Lombardo Orchestra with brother Carmen Lombardo on vocals. It was soon followed that year by Richard Hember and his Ritz-Carlton Orchestra. Over 1,000 artists have recorded the song. Among them are Bing Crosby, Ella Fitzgerald, Louis Armstrong, Cannonball Adderley, John Coltrane, Bob Dylan, Jack Teagarden, Jimmy Buffett, Billie Holiday, 
Anita O'Day, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Doris Day, Frankie Lane, Art Tatum, Errol Garner, Kate Smith, Mel Torme, Ricky Nelson, Stan Getz, Harry Connick Jr., Sonny Stitt, and Liz Wright. Taylor Hicks, Birmingham-born and bred musician and winner of Season 5 of American Idol, sang a version for the Stars Fell in Alabama movie soundtrack. Of course he did. Who better to do it? The Marching Southerners of Jacksonville State University in Jacksonville, Alabama, perform the tomb at every home football game and exhibition. The song has become the unofficial anthem of both the Southerners and Jacksonville State University. But what do Stars Fell in Alabama mean? It was a Wednesday morning in November 1833, and for those awake early enough in Alabama, they were to witness a remarkable phenomenon. Stars started to fall in the sky. It had been a clear and cool night, and while meteors were not uncommon, this morning was exceptional. Thousands of meteorites were shooting across the sky, radiating out from a center point. The Florence Gazette wrote, The scene was as magnificent as it was wonderful. To the eyes, it appeared to be in reality a falling of the stars. As we heard one describe the scene, it rained stars. The meteors succeeded each other in quick succession until the dawn of day, presenting a remarkable scene of nocturnal grandeur, which may be more readily conceived than described. Now, not everyone took to the celestial display with the same awe. Some in Huntsville, many of those slaves, were seen shouting and praying, thinking that the judgment day had come. Now, not everyone saw it that way. Native Americans saw the meteors as a sign of good luck. Across the country, others reacted to it differently. The Cheyenne Nation established a peace treaty, and the Lakotas reset their calendar. It was noted by historical figures such as Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, and Abraham Lincoln. Joseph Smith, the founder of the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints, watched it with his followers along the banks of a river. They had been driven from their homes by anti-Mormon settlers, and Smith believed this was a literal fulfillment of the Word of God and a harbinger of the imminent second coming of Christ. People around the world reported the meteor shower. What those people saw was not the Judgment Day. It was the Leonids. As we know now, the Leonids are a meteor shower associated with the comet Temple Tuttle. And little did the people of 1833 Alabama know, but Temple Tuttle was a periodic comet and would be coming back 33 years later. I mentioned earlier that the meteor shower radiates from a center point in the sky, and that center point was located in the area of the constellation Leo. Hence, we get the name Leonid. Now let me try and explain what is going on as simple as possible. As a comet Temple Tuttle approaches the Sun, solid particles known as meteoroids are ejected from the comet as frozen gases evaporate. Earth passes through this stream of meteoroids, and that is how we get the Leonid shower. One estimate of the peak rate of the 1833 shower was over 100,000 meteors an hour. But another estimate said it was more than 240,000 meteors during the nine hours of the storm. No matter how you look at it, it was not a small shower. The intensity of the storm has stood out in the minds of those watching and who would tell their story to future generations. Stars falling on Alabama was either a terrifying or awe-inspiring event in 1833. A century later, the tale was told by Carl Carmer. The song Stars Fell in Alabama tells a different type of event, of a couple kissing in a field of white and seeing stars. 
As the song ends, My heart beat like a hammer, my arms wound around you tight, and stars fell in Alabama last night. I am proud to announce that the book Alabama Short Stories Volume 1 is now available at Amazon.com. It features the first three season stories of the podcast in book form. It's a perfect gift for that friend or family member who just doesn't want to listen to a podcast. It's also great for podcast fans who want pictures with their stories. And it's a perfect gift for that hard-to-buy person in your life. You know who they are. Now get them the book. It's available as paperback, hardback, or Kindle version. Not only will it make your life better, but it will help us to continue to produce this podcast. It's a win-win. You can find a link at alabamashortstories.com or search Alabama Short Stories on Amazon.com. Order yours today.